0: Hello you legendary people, welcome to or welcome back to Lauren's Legends. Today's story is one of the most bizarre cases I have ever looked into. It drives me crazy because every bit of evidence points to murder and somehow it was ruled an accidental drowning and there isn't much information out there on it, but I truly hope that the more that Todd Geib's case is spoken about, it will cause more evidence to surface for him and for his family. So sit back and hold on because we are driving right into this mysterious circumstance around Todd Guide and how he was found mid-morning on July 2nd 2005 a married couple was doing their normal morning walk around the Ovid Hall lake it was a very pretty lake on private property that had homes surrounding it the couple were enjoying themselves as the heat was already beginning to rise on the summer day The couple walked by a dock and noticed that a canoe that was always tied up there was missing. They thought this was odd, but continued walking. The wife was looking over and appreciating the beauty of the lake. When she noticed what she thought was a beaver excited, she pointed to it showing her husband and her husband glanced over with a smile that quickly faded into a squint as he took a few steps forward and said, I do not think that is a beaver. They both walked closer to see a man standing up in the water with his head and shoulders above it. When they called out and received no answer, they walked even closer and realized they were staring at a body. The police were immediately called out to the scene and they also saw that this person was standing straight up. This was absolutely not how the human body reacts in water after passing away, unless it's way down at the feet. The authorities removed him and sent him to the corner, but stayed behind to look over the scene. And on the other side of the lake, they found the canoe that the couple had told them that they noticed was missing. And in the bottom of the canoe, they found it covered in beer cans. The police then got the call that this body was identified as Todd Guybe, the local man that had been missing for the last 21 days. Todd was a local 22 year old man who lived in Casanovia, Michigan. He was well known by almost everyone in the small town. This tiny town, only had a population of 314 people. Yes, you heard me, 314 people. He was described by everyone as a deeply loved, good-hearted, fun, intelligent young man who loved his family deeply. He was also a very athletic guy and was described as being your normal average man. Todd was living at his cousin's house and was renting out of room from him where they lived in Casanovia, was a rural place that was located in the middle of the country, between several large cities and people tended to just pass through. On Saturday night, June 11, 2005, Todd had been at a bar pre for a huge party that was being thrown right out of town in the country. This party was referred to as the Orchard Party because it was on private property in the middle of nowhere, by an apple orchard. This party was going to be huge with a massive bonfire and numerous kegs. Todd left the bar and rode with one of his friends. They actually passed by his house, which was only a mile and a half away from where this was being held. The friends had to drive down a main highway and then pull off on a dirt road. No joke this road was also named dirt road and they had to travel down it it was a ways down this dirt road until they pulled up and saw that close to a hundred people were there this was going to be a great time the night went on and todd seemed to be in good spirits he had been drinking but he did not seem to be overly intoxicated Not much information has ever been provided on what he was doing or who he was talking to but suddenly he just left right after midnight. This was one of the things that is very confusing about this story. Yes, he did live within walking distance but his friend had driven him there and no one could think of anything that had upset him or they, no one had seen any kind of altercation. So Todd, who everyone had seen having fun, just up and left his ride to walk on foot in the middle of a dark night. The party goers and his friends were a bit intoxicated and at the time didn't think too much about it and just figured he would be fine to walk a mile and a half back. But then the very odd calls began. The first call was made to the person that had driven him there. Todd had left so fast that his ride hadn't realized he was gone. The call came in at 12:47 a.m. When the friend answered the call, he said that it was very hard to hear him and that he sounded frustrated. Todd then clearly stated out of nowhere that he had had enough. Then the call dropped. He had had enough enough of the party? He was just upset or had he had enough of life? Todd made another call at 1251 to another friend that was at the party. The friend said that he sounded kind of muffled, but heard him clearly say that he was lost in a field. And then again, the phone abruptly dropped the call. The friend tried to call him back several times, but when the phone would answer, the friend would only hear heavy breathing or the sound of wind whipping against the phone. Todd even made several attempts to call his friend back, but the call stopped abruptly at 1257 AM and then the friend could not get any more calls through him after that point. The very next morning, Todd's friends and family reported him missing. Authorities were notified and a massive search began, consisting of over 1,500 people. They even brought out aircrafts and found absolutely nothing. There was no evidence in the area close to where the party had been. There was no shirt, no shoes, nothing left behind. They exhausted looking through the fields and the woods and decided to bring in cadaver dogs and the cadaver dogs picked up on his scent right away. And they were able to show that he had been heading exactly in the right direction to head back to his home. But strangely the dogs lost his scent as soon as they went from the dirt road to the main road. This was extremely confusing. Once you make it to the main road, his place was literally just right around the corner. Again, they had passed it when they were on the way. And what about the calls about him being lost in the middle of a field? The dogs never followed his scent to a field and it did not add up. The police then pulled his phone records and confirmed that the phone had not been used after his 1257 a.m. call. And he also had had no activity on any of his financial cards. After the bar that he had been at earlier in the evening, no matter how hard they looked and investigated, there were no answers at all until he was found 21 days later, dead standing up in a lake. At this point, you may be thinking to yourself, there is no way the story could get any weirder, but it does a lot more. Let's talk about the condition of his body and the autopsy report. When they got him out of the lake, he was fully clothed, but he did not have his phone on him. His body was also abnormally clean with no sign of sand and mud on him. Even his shoes were not muddy at all. The autopsy reported that there was no water at all in his lungs. None. And he was only lightly decomposed. And this was in the middle of the summer. And he was in the water. There were no signs of any injuries anywhere on him. There were no cuts, no bruises, anything. There was also no ligature marks anywhere on his leg, showing any evidence of him being weighed down. When his toxicology reports came back, they found his blood alcohol level was at 0.12, which he had been drinking that night. But when you glance at the medications in his system, it gets crazier. Desipramine and amitriptyline were both found at deadly doses, which are both used for depression. And he was not prescribed these and they're not used for recreational use. These medications both do the same things. And if you were to double up these medications, the amount he had in his system would have taken him down in an hour. He would have had hallucinations, confusions, and even possibly seizures. So after all these details, the cause of death was actually deemed. Wait for this. It was an accidental drowning. Let's just sit on this for a few minutes. Every accidental drowning case I have ever come across, the victim has some, and I mean at least a little bit of water in their lungs. Also when a deceased person is found in the water at first, typically they sink. And then when the natural gases in the body are released, they tend to float up to the top face down not be standing straight up and this is exactly how Kathy Todd's mom felt as well and couldn't believe the results she had seen the pictures of him being pulled out of the lake and he did not look like he had been in the warm summer lake water for 21 days sorry I have a thing going on in my contact so don't mind me anywho If he had been in the water for 21 days, he would have been horribly and significantly more decomposed. Kathy was determined to get to the truth and justice for her son. She wants the case reopened and as a murder investigation and truly worked and I do not blame her. In 2009, a board certified forensic pathologists agreed to review all of the evidence and they all agreed with Kathy and they believe that there was no way he had been dead for any longer than two to five days. So where had he been and all of the time in between this, the pathologists also reported that he had found no algae or insect activity and no sand was found on his body. Kathy then took the case to another expert, Dr. Eric Benbow, Benbow, a forensic entomologist. He was immediately shocked at the body. He even took a trip to the exact lake and he instantly found a lot of insect activity and algae everywhere. He was able to take his hand and put it in the water and scoop up algae. Kathy had kept all of Todd's clothing and gave it to them and they did many tests, never finding the things that should be there if he really had been there for 21 days. They also did their own test and through some of the tests that were run, they used five pig carcasses and they put them in similar clothes as Todd had been in at the time, and they put them into a similar lake. They found out that by the first day, the pigs were, but they were very bloated and covered with insects. By day three, the insects were leaving larva. By day 21, the pigs bodies had basically collapsed on itself. I forgot to tell you why that's important pig's carcasses are the closest to a human's as far as the bone structure and the muscles breakdown. That's why they were using the pigs. So these tests show that the decomposition did not line up with how they had found him. Scientifically, it was proven that there was no way he had been in the lake for 21 days. After all of this evidence and all of the expert theories, the authorities are still currently refusing to open this case again and investigate. And I personally think it's an absolute travesty. So what in the heck happened here? Of course, there are numerous theories out there. The first is that this was one of the Smiley Face Killers victims. A serial killer was hunting men that fit his description and there was a Smiley Face that was painted by the lake. But I think it would be very far-fetched in the situation. Again, there were so many weird things. It didn't fit the other Smiley Case victims. Was it truly an accidental death? And had he wandered into the lake after being drugged at the party? Well, in order for him to have done that, according to the owner of the land that the lake was on, he would have had to cross from where that party was. It was very close to the lake. He would have had to have crossed through a large field and go through a deep, huge and dense thorn patch that is almost impossible to go through as a human without getting completely ripped apart and cut up. Then he would have to stumble into the lake and while he was standing there, his heart would have had to have stopped. Of course, there are numerous issues with this and the number one problem is there wasn't a single scratch on his body that could have come from a thorn and his clothes did not have thorns on him or on the clothes. And if he would have walked all the way through the main road, that would have added several more miles on and the cadaver dog should have been able to probably follow that trail. Just doesn't add up. The theory that I believe is the most plausible and it is the one that I believe. I believe that something happened at that party. Maybe he was drugged and I think he might've felt weird and left quickly to go home, maybe embarrassed or maybe he was hallucinating if he was getting such a high dose of those two medicines together. I think that when he reached the main road, he might've been picked up by whomever had drugged him at the party. And I think that they took him somewhere and I think they kept him drugged and held hostage. He had no signs that he had been tied up and I have no idea what the motive was or what they could have been doing with him for the 15 or so days that he was missing. But I think the mixture of the drugs killed him. And I think that rigor mortis possibly set in on however he was laying, stiffening his body. I mean if he's laying down his body was like this in the water he could have been laying on something like that and passed away and in the morning whoever had took him found him and that person then took him to the lake and used the canoe that was missing to drop him in and that is possibly why he stayed in that position in the water. I also believe that it was a local person because that lake is hidden from the road by trees and the houses. So anyway, you look at this, this is just an insanely sad story. The details just don't stop getting weird. Uh, I would really like to know your thoughts and opinions and your theories about the entire thing. I also would really love not just to grow, But please like, comment, and share on this because I want to get as much eyes on this as possible to help get the story out. I think the authorities need to have pressure on them in this situation. I am a firm supporter of police and everything, but this to me is black and white that this was not an accidental drowning. And at the least bit, that should be changed on his autopsy report or the coroner's report. So, please let me know what you think in the comment section down below. I appreciate you as always. Thank you for watching, and I will see you next time.